0: What is up, guys? Welcome back into my B2Podcast Pod- K- here on Spotify. Uh, this week's episode is going to be a little bit different because we're going to be discussing the... I don't know. I, w- I, I want to discuss something. So we're going to be pr- predicting where the top uh, MLB free agents might sign in the offseason of 2021. Well, 2020 technically. So, that is what we're going to be doing today. Um, for this week actually, yeah, that's what we're doing this week. So, obviously, opt-outs and all that stuff have yet to take place, but we're just going to act like they have taken place and everything between. For then, I'm going to talk about my cross country, my first race. We're going to discuss that really quickly and then we'll get into the episode. Alright, so in the process of recording this, I also decided that we're going to talk about my first two weeks of cross-country as well. So we're going to be talking about the MLB Free Agents editions as well as my first two weeks in cross-country. Well, the season has been going since August, but we're only going to talk about the two races because I think that's more beneficial. I think that is more important, you know. So we're going to talk about that. I'll see you guys in a few minutes. Alright, so let's start with my cross-country experience. So... We had two races, one against a very, I would say, average school, and the one against a really good school. And so, against the average school, school I ran a very good race. I ran a 24.57 in the 5K. My previous per- per- personal best was a 26 something. So, I'm really asthmatic that I got to run a 24. And I was just really thankful, just really blessed that I put work in and it actually paid off and um uh, my second race which happened yesterday Wednesday October 7th and i got to i had to win the 2 mile because the school we faced was just huge and i got my first ever first place in the race which is pretty cool um uh, my first ever first place victory what a cool thing and then um yeah, my first ever first place victory is very humble for that um but yeah um so we're gonna talk about each race what i thought about it what i thought about across course everything so <clears> the <throat> school against Lewis Mills first against Lewis Mills was actually pretty good i felt like i ran pretty good i think i went out too fast and too quickly which may have cost me a few few more which may have cost me a few minutes off my time because I could have probably went a 21, maybe a 22, but I went out way too quick in the beginning, which ended up costing me. But, I was happy for 24, you know, there's room for improvement, and it's better than when I had my sophomore year and my junior year, considering I, I had injuries and a family emergency, so it was just all, it was just all, like, been But, came back, went in 26, after I came back from a family emergency I had, went in 26, I'll never forget it, October 1st, 2019. And then my rest of my season was just kind of like, just dead. But bang, I wasn't gonna come back this season. I just felt like COVID and everything wasn't the best scenario. But I decided it's my last year. It's my senior year. We might as well give it my best shot I possibly can because I don't want to go. Um, I don't want to be. You know, I don't want to be that, You know, I don't want to give up on something when I potentially have the opportunity to get better and potentially show my teammates, my coaches, my friends, my family, my full potential when I'm not hurt when I and when I don't have stuff going on in my personal life. And I came back, had a really good first practice, so like had a legitimately good practice, showed up in shape for the first time in my cross-country career, so that was pretty fun. And then from there, the seasons going on, the only thing I struggle with is the, w- the lack of hydration. I gotta get better on that. But, everybody struggles with things. So, I raced pretty well. I felt like I felt like I put a lot of effort in during practice. And I've also learned how to myself and pace myself. And I've also learned how to cope with my injuries and all that. So, I feel like I've done a pretty good job. And then, so, going to the first race, I wasn't really nervous. You know, it, it was COVID, everything going on. I was like... This is my opportunity to show these people what I can really do when I'm not hurt. And so I wanted to go out and I wanted to show my teammates that when I'm not hurt and when I'm not dealing with my personal life, but I can't put my one hundred percent effort into this like, into this sport. And so I went out there, ran at twenty-six no, twenty-four fifty-seven which was a few minutes, a few seconds off from what I wanted. I came in with saying I wanted to win 24:30, and I went at 24:57. So not, not terrible bad. I got a minute, I got the minutes. I just didn't get the seconds, but not, but but really not that terrible. Really not that bad. And then I went in, and I prepared for practice the following week. And fresh forward to yesterday, October seventh, and we had. A race against um we had a race against uh Startington High School and they absolutely smoked us, but I got to my JV race. I ran pretty well and um yeah, I won my first ever race. You can make the argument that nine people is not a ring, but a winner is a wing, and when, when you race against somebody, I don't care if you race against one person, five people, or eight gazillion people. A win is a wing. That's all I care about. I got my first one under my belt. So proud. Thank you to all my teammates who have continued to believe in me. This success has been fun. So, we're going to switch over to memory free agent predictions. Alright. This is the moment you've all been waiting for. It is time for my free agency predictions here on the B2Pod podcast. Now, now, obviously, these free agent predictions, I could be completely wrong because, again, this has... This could impact the World Series. This could have things to do with coaches or who gets hired as managers and stuff like that. If you guys want to see the full, my full offseason is promote for the MLB. free agency, trades, everything. Just hit me on Snapchat, hit me on Instagram, Twitter, all that. We make that happen. But, um, um, yeah, so we make that happen. Also, you follow me on Instagram, and you listen to this, or oh you have yeah, me on Snapchat. You have one day left to go you have tomorrow, which today you'll be seeing this Thursday, October eighth. I mean, yeah, Thursday, October eighth, to go into the giveaway that I'm doing for the first ever podcast merch. More merch will be available probably within, with probably within the next couple of weeks. But if you do have me on Instagram or Snapchat and you want that have a chimney that merch, follow me there. Alright, anyway, so let's get into some free agency predictions. A lot of guys have signed, so for those guys who have signed, I'm just gonna say where I think would where I thought would have been a good random spot had they hit the market this winter. So we're going to start with Probably the best free agent, free agent on the market depending on how I work at it. JT Romito Now, Romito came over from a deal with the Marlins that sent <clears throat> some prospects like go S- Sanchez which has read the Marlins' success in the playoffs um, to the be- Marlins <clears> Romito <throat> I don't know if the Phillies would bring him back. I feel like they gave up a little bit too much not to bring him back. But I feel like he's either going to at least hang up the Phillies or he's going to take a one year deal from a potential team like the Mets or a team like the Rangers or a team like the Brewers or a team like, um, or a team like, you know, or a team like somebody who needs a good catcher. And I feel like the perfect fit for him offensively. And defensively, would be the Mets. <clears throat> and I'm not just saying that because I know a few Mets fans. But the Mets need as much power they can get. He can take a one-year deal from the Mets. He can work out his kinks. He can go back. And he can sign wherever. But London, I think he's going to sign Phillies. I think they gave up way too much for him. They gave up a future ace. And to get him, so I think it would be smart for Phillies to resign him. Now, I know this guy just signed a 10-year deal. But we're gonna we're just gonna say, what if he did it? And I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna give my thoughts where I would like this guy to sign. So I think you probably figured out who that guy is. That is Mookus Ring Betts, also known as Mookie Betts from the Dodgers. Um we are going to this I'm just gonna act like he hasn't signed that deal in a potential landing spot where I I but I would think Mookie would sign other than the Dodgers, because that's to say that deal never happened. So uh, like, let's just say they choke him in the World Series, and he's done. Because he doesn't sign that deal. So, <clears throat> Mookie obviously did some a deal, like the 10-year deal, but let's just say he didn't. I think a good random spot for Mookie had he not signed a deal, and the Dodgers, let's say, made the World Series, but choked. I think Mookie would have left. I think he probably would have taken a deal. See, that's a tough one, but I feel like Mookie, if the Dodgers would have underachieved, and he, didn't, and he didn't win the World Series, and they choked. I feel like he would then take a one-year deal to like, like to like a good like competitive team, maybe like the Twins or the Yankees or the Padres, and try to win there. But he obviously did some at one time doing. I don't think there was anything to sue Mookie bets away from the Dodgers, but it's just fun to predict. <clears throat> now we got Trevor Bauer, probably the most. Even why you like Bauer? You hate him? Why do you think he's controversial? Why do you think he's funny? Whatever you, think you want. We now got Trevor Bauer, and he has said he will leave it open to any team, including the trash can bangers, which is the Houston Astros. Now, Trevor Bauer is a good, 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 good player. I respect Trevor Bauer. I think Bauer is a really good pitcher. But the thing of Trevor Bauer is, I've heard stuff that he doesn't like Cincinnati, but I've also heard stuff that he thinks Cincinnati is like, you know, so... With their, general, with their CEO Dick Williams stepping down today, I'm not really sure what Bauer's thoughts were on their C- C- F- CEO. Um, I think Bauer's top three landing spots should be the Reds, because I feel like he's got the good staffing. Castillo and Sonny Gray, and so why not? <clears throat> I also feel like a really good place for him would be the Mets. They have the Grom, they have Syndergaard, but who knows the type of Condition he's going to be wrecking. And then that rest of the rotation is... Poop. So I feel like Bauer could go to New York, be that third starter, potentially have a good year for Mets, and then get paid for following following offseason. But, <clears throat> I don't know. And my last team I had, and this is a dark horse, I have the Angels. They need pitching. They have arguably the best player. They have the best player in the world in MLB, arguably, you can make the arguments of some of the guys. Arguably, and Trill, but Trout is the best player. And if you don't think that he would have on a rock, <clears throat> and they could bring Bowler in, allow him to experiment, allow him to work with Mickey Calloway, and who proved he can develop pitchers. Because look at what Dylan Bundy did with the Angels after being, after really a bad season. So if he can turn Bundy around, Trevor Bauer might want to consider the Angels. <clears throat> okay, we have Mo Salasuna, and Ozuna's in a really Interesting spot. Obviously, the Braves can't afford to give him a long-time deal. So, does he sign another one-year deal in a 162-game season and prove that he can keep a pace that he did in 60 games and continue that pace for 162 games in Florida and then possibly get an even bigger contract than he did this year? Keep in mind, these players, most of of them only played 60 games. So it's gonna be hard for him to get paid, so a lot of these guys might take more one year deals just to prove themselves. But <clears throat> um I think with Ozuna, <clears throat> obviously we all know that Orlando is a very good option, but he'd have to take like a one or two year deal with this money. I feel like Reds could make a push. I feel like their young team may need more hitters, they may also need guys to like help the young guys at like Nick Senzel, uh Saman all that. So I feel like he could be a potential hop the Reds could be a potential option. And I'm gonna throw a dark horse in here. Now, I feel like Ozuna, I mean, the dark horse I have would be him going back to Miami, but obviously I don't think that's gonna happen, but I think in all reality he'll get a long term deal when I mess him up off or from some other random team out there, maybe like the Mariners or something. Okay. <clears throat> George Springer, the guy who is still my hometown, the guy who I'm gonna be racing, but we're actually gonna be racing, is former, his, his high school that he went to, but it's not actually a high school, so he went to his private school, and we're going to be racing the town that he went to that private school at his own school, so I'm so excited for that, but George Springer, down here, he's got to take a one-year deal, if a Zuna gets paid, I think the Braves can work at the, the Springer deal, and be like, well, we lost to Zuna, let's say, to like the White Sox, or whatever, and... We can go pay George Springer one new deal. want him improve himself. Springer ends up in Atlanta Brave. It's a win win for both teams. <clears throat> or Springer can return to our trash can, banging the cheaters, the Houston Astros. I don't really know what he wants to do. Whatever he wants to do is his guess. And he's a multi and he's a grown man, so he can make that decision himself. Okay. <clears throat> and Marcus Stroming, who did opt out. Honestly, I think Strowman, after now, kind of hurt his calls. we will probably have to take a one-year deal. And I think it's going to be the Braves because the Braves need pitching badly. Especially, Soroko, Ferrito good. Ian Anderson has proven to be a very good human, like a very good pitcher. But, but the four 4-5 is kind of like, meh. So, they need to get some pitching for Braves. Um, Marcus Strowman could be that guy. <clears throat> and so, yeah. Those are my cross-country story. And that's also my, um... And will be free agency predictions. Now, keep in mind, the World Series is still going on. Apple <clears throat> Thomas is being recorded. So, we don't really know what guys are thinking who are free agents because if their teams don't proceed well, they might want to move. So, keep in mind, this is just all my opinion. And if you have threats or anything you want to send me, send them to Podcast Podcaster on Twitter. We can talk there. Now, um, so. We're going to switch over to a more segment. I'll see you guys shortly for that. <clears throat> okay. Okay, so I got a lot of questions about from my friends on how you can appear on the podcast. So if you've asked me that, this is for you. How you can appear on the podcast, you can hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever you want. You can just request to say I want to be on the podcast. And I'll ask you a few questions why. And you are all for those of you who are wondering. If you guys enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you guys leave a like subscribe uh, on Spotify, wherever you're listening Apple Pods, wherever you're listening to. And I'll see you guys next time. I love all my supporters. And yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Remember, if you follow me on Instagram and you want that cool merch, make sure you go to my Instagram at double giveaway follow rules. Goodbye.